Hey guys, it's Kins, and today I'm going to be chatting about something which is very close to home for me, as this is kind of where I'm at at the moment, so this might be a little all over the show, but the topic that I'm talking about today is what I'm calling the hard part of recovery, not to like discount from any of the other parts of recovery thus far, but just to kind of talk about why this stage that I'm currently at is so hard and it's why it's a stage where so many people slip back into old habits but first as always a little update on me i get feedback almost every time i upload an episode saying that you guys love hearing what's going on in my day-to-day life since that's a side i don't really show all too much so yes so at the moment i've had a couple weeks of practically nothing super structured happening in my life really I finished up the last exam of my degree and I'm kind of in a weird in-between phase between uni and working where I just don't really have much going on at all. So I've been probably like the least put together I've been in like the last 21 years of my life which is something I've always struggled with is like the lack of routine and plan and knowing what's happening and like when it's happening and it's like oddly enough this is a thing that's terrified me for so long and it's actually really nice so like most people won't know this but like since about the age of 14 I haven't really ever had a break from responsibilities of some kind like I've worked full-time over my school holidays I've had part-time jobs while studying and like I've had all my hobbies and extracurricular things on for like the majority of my life so when for the first time it's just kind of stopped like it has now it's a really strange feeling because I've become so reliant on schedules and routines and I've just kind of forgotten how to just be present and live in the moment So while I've kind of been experiencing that exact thing, like the whole living in the moment constantly for like the last couple of weeks, it's just been really fucking strange. Like, in saying that, like, I still do have a routine of sorts. Like, I still get up every day, go for my walk, have my breakfast, go somewhere to like work on projects and stuff. So I still have that element, but I just have so much freedom. Like... If I wake up and decide I don't actually really want to do work and like it's a sunny day and like I want to go to the beach or something I can just throw like any routine or plans like out the window and just be like yeah like let's just go and it's just it's so freeing it's really really enjoyable and it's I don't know it's something I've never really got to experience until now and I kind of I really I quite like it but in saying that I'm really excited to go and be studying my new job soon and have that routine again because I do really like routine I like you know having something to go do every day and like not feeling bored kind of I don't really I don't do well with feeling bored I get a bit caught up in my own head but that was a ramble and a half but basically I've just been living I've just been hanging out with friends doing some life admin which I've just put off for ages because I've been ridiculously busy and I'm just living as me which is like really cool it's like it's kind of daunting to be in this sort of limbo but I'm really trying to make the most of my time because a friend actually said to me on a coffee date the other day money returns time doesn't and I've been thinking about that ever since 
because it's just it's really true like it's really cheesy but it's really true like you can always get more money you can go to work you know you can earn money in whatever way you do and you obviously to earn money you have to use your time but you don't get that time back so there's no point spending your entire life working like I also read an article the other day about some man who like realized when he was like I don't know 70 or something that he spent his last like most of his life working like eight hours a week to save it for retirement and because of that like in his retirement he doesn't have those friends and those relationships and people to fall back on he just has like money and nothing else and so you know it's a cool thing like just spend your time wisely like if you're like me and like you think about you're spending pretty like not rigidly but you think about how you spend your money like you're not super like spendy I I've really forgotten a word there like and you think about what you're spending treat your time like that like think about the people you're spending your time with and what your time is spent doing obviously there are like needs and stuff like you obviously need to work to earn money to like pay rent and pay your bills and buy food and stuff like that but at the same time you don't want to be spending all your time just working your ass off and not have any time of actual just living and life so I went off on another tangent there which is just very like me but you know it's okay like there's no real reason to have this huge pressure on yourself to have a plan for the future and like having a timeline for you that doesn't truly like fulfill your needs like as you're getting there like you want to be living a life where you're enjoying the process you want to be going each day enjoying it and not I don't know like for example if you're wanting to buy a house obviously you need to earn money and save money and stuff like that but you don't want to be working all your time so you spend all your time getting to this goal and then once you got there you realize that you've just spent so much time just not actually enjoying how you're living so I think it is in my opinion a lot better to enjoy the process and take each day as it comes and of course having goals is great and stuff like that is necessary but at the same time you want to enjoy your life so yeah that was <laughs> a little motivational speech for your morning afternoon evening whenever the hell you're listening to this for me I'm currently recording this at eight o'clock in the morning so it's morning for me but enough for me getting into today I want to talk about where I currently am at in recovery which as me and my lovely therapist call it the hard part of recovery just because of how different it is from almost every other part of the recovery journey alrighty so starting off today I kind of want to talk about like the science behind this sort of stage of recovery like the biology behind this whole process so where I'm at in recovery I'm weight restored and I'm starting to get like normal ish sort of like functions in my body you know like I don't have any of the signs and symptoms that I had when I was starting to struggle with my eating disorder and when I was really deep in my eating disorder like 
I have a regular heart rate and my blood pressure is fine and all that sort of stuff. Um, like my blood tests are clear and I don't know, like I'm starting to get hunger signals and stuff like that. So my body itself is pretty recovered. Like your body recovery comes a lot sooner than your mental recovery comes. And so that's why this sort of stage can be really tricky. Um, so obviously with being weight restored and not having a malnourished brain anymore opens up your world a bit and sounds great and is great a hundred percent like actually having the cognitive ability to think of a life outside of like food exercise body image is amazing but at the same time the lack of that tunnel vision that you have opens up your mind to everything that the eating disorder protected you from in a sense so eating disorders protect you in a sense which sounds really strange because obviously like physically and to an outsider you don't seem like you're being protected at all um like you seem like you're not doing great but to the person suffering like i'm just going to talk about me in this case because that's my experience and what I know about like what my eating disorder protected me from was all of my thoughts and like just all the negative emotions that I didn't want to feel the eating disorder numbed that out because with being malnourished my brain no longer had the capability to think which is really sad to think about and it's really hard to talk about as well because it's hard to explain because to an outsider eating disorders often do just look like they are tied up in the whole what I look like to other people what others think of me and stuff like that but really for me it was a protective blanket from dealing with all of the negative thoughts in my own head so when your brain is no longer starved and it can think you get all of these negative emotions back that you'd been avoiding and it's learning how to process them so it's quite hard so as well as being weight restored I'm talking about anorexia in particular because that is my experience really um, and this part of the recovery that I'm in especially I know of course eating disorders don't have a look and there's no like particular there's no weight or size or anything that like credits you having an eating disorder because you can have an eating disorder at any size. I know that from my own experience. I was just sick mentally when I was in a larger body as when I was in a smaller body. But in my experience as well with being quite unwell and eventually getting being underweight, getting that weight back and going from looking visibly quite unwell to looking visibly fine and healthy and normal that is a whole process in itself because you don't you don't look unwell and with that comes a lot of external things like you stop getting the external validation in a sense for what you're going through because when you look visibly unwell people know you're not okay and it's really hard to move 
past that and so when you are obviously when you're visibly sick people know there's something wrong and people know that something's up but when your weight restored you kind of look fine even if mentally you're not doing well so jumping into kind of my own experience and wanting to explain this from my perspective because I know a lot of other people go through the same thing almost well pretty much everyone goes through this stage of recovery if you are in recovery um, but from my own experience I wanted to share this just because I know how helpful it can be to hear another person going through a similar situation or just having somebody else with a shared experience and maybe if you do share this experience and you need other people to understand where you're coming from you can share this and let them know how it is from somebody else's mouth because I know that can be helpful sometimes but for me why I think this is the hardest part of recovery is because it's a part where to the outside you seem completely fine you seem healthy you look happy you are doing things with your life you're no longer like stuck going to doctors five times a week and getting your blood test done and being in treatment and all that sort of stuff you know like you're back living life you're going to work you're going to uni you're going to school like you're doing all your hobbies you're hanging out with friends all that sort of stuff and your life seems like it's completely normal again and your life isn't enriched and fulfilled by an eating disorder but at the same time that's all to the outside internally my mind is still consistently and constantly thinking my eating disorder thoughts like I wake up almost every morning thinking about what I ate the day before and I think about that I don't want to think about it it is just how it happens it's the nature of dealing with an eating disorder I don't get to choose what I think I get to choose how I act but my thoughts themselves are still very very loud I still every time I go out and eat a meal with friends I still sit there and I think about what I'm eating I think about what is on the plate in front of me I think about like when I look at a menu my initial thought is like what is going to be you know like the lowest calorie option or whatever and I have to act in a way that opposes that voice constantly it's it's not a matter of not having eating disorder thoughts anymore it's a matter of not acting on eating disorder thoughts anymore which is really tricky because nobody else will see what you're going through nobody else is inside your head nobody knows what is being said like when I walk past a mirror I still have the urges to check my body and look at myself and I still have all those urges when I'm exercising or going out I still have to think like I could do more I could do more I could do more is this enough like what have I done what have I done what have I done today what have I done yesterday what am I going to do tomorrow what have I eaten today what have I eaten yesterday what am I going to eat this weekend what am I going to eat next month like it's all still constantly there and processing and it's the whole act of doing your actions that oppose that like if I wake up and say I'm thinking about what I ate yesterday and I might feel guilty because I ate more than I normally do or something like that I have to still go and make a normal breakfast and just eat it I have to do the opposite of what my mind is telling me to do if I wake up and I'm like I need to restrict because I didn't because I ate too much yesterday 
I have to think to myself, we don't do that anymore. Turn off that DVD player. You're going to go, you're going to make your breakfast, you're going to sit down, you're going to have your coffee, you're going to eat your breakfast, then you're going to go to your day. Nothing is going to change because you're eating. Nothing is going to get better by restricting. You just need to go and do it. You just need to go do the things and oppose things. It's like when I'm sitting at a cafe and my mind is scanning the menu looking at what's going to be the smallest option so I can eat the less, like the least. I have to say, no, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Choose what you feel like. You see a bagel on the menu, you're allowed to have that. You don't have to have the salad. You can have whatever you want, whatever you feel like. If you really feel like a salad, that's cool. But if you don't feel like it, that's not what you have to have. You don't have to do it. Um, And with that whole mental game in your head and constantly having these thoughts and dealing with it all internally, but at the same time, not having the appearance that you're struggling, it can be really hard to voice that you're not doing great. Like the amount of times I've like called my mom crying or told a friend that like I'm really struggling at the moment, but just not being able to get the sort of reaction or like response that I need because I get told that I'm doing really well and that's no fault of anyone else because externally I do look like I'm doing well I I'm eating all the like not all the time but you know like I eat consistently I just get on with my day like I don't sit at the table and cry over every meal anymore but it doesn't mean that it's easy it doesn't mean that I'm doing well because I am still struggling and that's something which is really difficult for others to understand and sorry I was getting (laughs) choked up there for a minute but it is really hard for others to understand and if you haven't been through this process it can be really hard to know the right things to say and really with eating disorders there kind of isn't a right thing to say because whatever's said your eating disorder will twist it like every time somebody tells me I'm doing good I automatically feel shit about myself. (laughs) I feel like, like when I get told I'm doing good, normal me and logical, rational Kendall thinks that that's awesome. And I know that I am doing really well. Like I'm doing these opposite actions and I'm learning how to manage and avoid acting on these eating disorder thoughts. But then the irrational eating disorder voice in my head tells me that I'm not good enough and tells me that I'm a failure and that I'm not doing good enough by my eating disorder that I need to prove to everyone that I still have this eating disorder and not let go of it. And it's a really tricky place of limbo to be in, just like the rest of my life is at the moment. It's sort of a weird in-between stage where you're still battling all the time but everyone else doesn't really see it with all of that and kind of getting the background onto what is really going on in my mind now I kind of want to talk about how I keep going through this because I know 
in myself earlier in the year when I was starting to go through this process and recovery and going through this hard part I did slip back I fell back into old habits and I I slipped up which is a natural and normal part of a recovery process it's not a straight line upwards there are ups and downs um, it's not saying recovery isn't linear isn't an excuse for like it's fine to just relapse and go back to it because it's your instinct you don't have to do that but it is a natural process to sometimes have slip-ups or act on things like it's a normal part of recovery but what has really helped me get through is remembering why I'm doing it which sounds really silly but remembering my why is a big part of it like for me I'm recovering and I have done this whole thing and I've gotten better not just for myself but for other people around me I've done it so my family doesn't have to worry about me and so like I can have friends again which is something I really didn't have during my age disorder I still have had and I do have amazing friends that have stuck by me through all of it but in myself I wasn't present for those friendships and I want to be present for those friendships I want to be there for my friends I want to be a good friend I in other aspects of my life like obviously relationships is a huge thing for me I'm as we know a very social person and I love being around people and I love caring for people and I love having the ability to care about people another thing for me is I've recovered so I can live my life and what I want to do with my life which for the last year of my recovery journey has been I've been wanting to recover so I can study so I can go to uni of course I did uni through my I've done uni and school and stuff through my eating disorder but I wanted to be there and be present for my uni this year I wanted to go to class in person I didn't want to be having to miss classes so I could go to a treatment center and eat my lunch like I wanted to just go to uni take my lunch with me and have a good day like I wanted to recover so I could do that I wanted to recover so I could when I finish uni go and get a job and I wanted to be able to live alone again and not have to have my mum moving and living in a city to look after me I wanted to have my independence back and I wanted to do all these things and so remembering why I've recovered and all of these little things that I want in life that my eating disorder doesn't give me has been a huge motivator in terms of my recovery and remembering just what I want out of life which it can be really hard to find these things when you've been in your eating disorder for so long because your eating disorder at least for me feels very comfortable I feel very comfortable when I'm restricting or over exercising I feel safe and I feel like I'm doing something right and so doing the opposite thing and doing what does make me uncomfortable is really hard but remembering why I do it has been super important and like I said earlier it can be really hard in this stage of recovery to get your needs met and have other people understand what you're going through when you look like you're doing fine so something I've been really working on has been learning to ask 
for what you need. So whether that be if you need comfort or you need friendship or if you need support, learning how to ask for that without relying on your physical appearance to do it for you. When you're very unwell and you physically look unwell, it's very easy for people to see that there's a problem and for people to see that there's something that they need to do and people want to support you and people want to help you. But when physically you look like you're absolutely fine, it's really hard to let people know that you still need this help and you need that support. And so learning how to ask for it is super, super important. And I really think those two things, remembering my why and learning how to ask for support have been the most beneficial things in terms of getting through this stage of recovery and doing it in a way that is good for me and good for the people around me. So I really hope that you have either found comfort in this episode knowing that somebody else is going through something similar to what you're going through or whether you haven't gone through this and it's just interesting to hear about somebody else or whether you're wanting to learn about this stage to support a friend or anything like that. I really hope you can take something from today's episode. This is a really hard part and this is what I'm going through at the moment, but just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not worth it. I have absolutely no regrets about being at this stage in my recovery. It's fucking difficult and sorry for swearing but if you know me I swear like a fucking sailor um I am not the best at censoring myself and I think that's the best way to express my emotions which I have now which is really cool having emotions is hard it's hard having to feel sad sometimes sucks having to feel alone sucks but also I get to feel happy I get to feel excited I get to look forward to things and it makes it so so worth it and there's nothing that I wouldn't give to keep feeling and having feelings (laughs) like it sucks and I'm sure everyone knows this like feeling sad sucks but it's a part of life and avoiding it isn't going to get you anywhere it's not going to get you to the place that you want to be in life and it's really it's worth it and I'm saying that in complete honesty, recovery is worth it no matter how hard it gets, it is worth it and if you're somebody who is supporting someone through this stage, just know that you are doing your absolute best, it's not your fault if you don't know how to say the right thing because it is really hard to know how to say the right thing. I've gone through it and I've got other friends that are going through similar stages and I don't know how to support them and that's with me having a first-hand experience so don't think you're doing anything wrong. It is a vicious, vicious illness and it is really difficult so if you're supporting someone just know that you can get support too. It is just, not just as hard but it's hard to support someone going through hard things so look after yourself and if you are going through this look after yourself as well. You're allowed to ask for support. You don't have to physically show that you need support. You can use your words and express yourself. It's hard. I know. I find it really hard to ask for help and it is really scary to know that sometimes when you ask it might not be 
reciprocated but asking is a skill that you will learn and learning how to do that is going to make your life so much better and if you're going through this just know I'm here with you you've got this and it is ultimately it's going to be worth it we are going to be living amazing lives free of eating disorders at some point it's a long journey to recover but it will be absolutely worth it (laughs) and with that I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode I really hope you can take something from this in one way or another and if you want to keep up with me you can follow the podcast account over on Instagram at Podcast, or you can check out my personal wellness and recovery account at wellwithkins and that is with two Zs. There's a long story. I'm sure you'll all hear about it at some point. But that is about all for today. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys at another stage. Right. Bye. Enjoy your day, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is. Right. Bye.